episode three. We back with another one. Ashes to Dust podcast. It's your boy QB, and I got my co-host with me. Of course, you know it's your boy D-Nice with the ones and twos. Yes, sir. And we back with another one, man. Episode three. You feel me? Season two. And this episode is going to be just straight controversy. Everything that's been a controversial topic going on in the world of sports, we're going to talk about it. But before we get to it, got to talk about the kicks. Got to talk about the shoe game. What's happening? What you got? Oh, man. I'm going to just tell you, I got these Air Maxes 2022s on. I'm still going with all black because I'm good like that. I feel you, man. You got the black on blacks. Okay. I see you shining. You feel me? Man, I'm lacking today, man. You want me to tell you what I got on, man? I'm kind of, you feel me? You can't go wrong with that. <laughs> Nike slides to be exact. You feel me? With the socks. You got to have, have the socks, you know what I'm saying? I don't do ankle socks. You know, I, I like the socks come to the calves, you feel me? Slides hey. on, like you're getting ready to go hoop. Hey. You feel me? Hey. So, I'm Nike slides <laughs> shorty today, you feel me? Hey man, we ain't, we hey we ain't put that on. I remember um when we was at A and M, and you got a picture with the white tee. It was the V um V T shirt with the angel hat. You feel me? Yeah, it was black tee. Socks and this. It was the black tee. It was black tee. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> with the red shorts. You feel yeah, me? I'm looking like I'm like six four in the picture. Boy, you look like you look like you wanted you was one of the basketball player about to dunk on somebody, boy. Yeah, you, you know what? You know how you had to take your own picture, so you had to sit the phone down and put the timer on. You feel me? So I had a phone on the ground. I had the timer on that joint. So then I, you know, I had the little pose like I'm on the phone, like I'm licking away. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm thugging. Yeah. You feel me? Flexing on them. You feel me? Six big four, dog. big dog. In big dog. You know, it's one of those. It was one of those Thursday nights in the dorm room. You bored, ain't nothing to do for real, for real. You don't feel like going out. You just chilling in the dorm. I say, hey man, let me flick it up, man. You know what I'm saying? I was taking pictures. You feel me? Sending them to the to my chicks. You feel me? I had back in the day. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This this freshman QB. You feel me? Freshman sophomore. Yeah. Take a picture Judge. real quick. Send it to a girl. Hey, what's up with you? How you doing? <laughs> hey, we hey back in college, man. Hey man, ah, that was memories, back in the day, man. man. Back in the day. Anyways, let's, <laughs> let's move forward. Let's go. <laughs> let's go into the episode, man. Let's go ahead and talk about it. Episode three. First topic of the day is Kyrie Irving. Woo. You know what I'm saying? If you're not familiar with Kyrie Irving, basketball player for the Brooklyn Nets, uh, top five point guard in the league. Um, he's been having a very, very strong stance in regards to the vaccination and, you know, taking the vaccine, uh, even to the point where he has been suspended multiple times. 
and not allowed to play because of not taking that vaccination. And being in New York, uh, the New York mayor, the new New York mayor had very, very strict laws in regards to New York City residents and the vaccination uh, to the point where, you know, Kyrie Irving was not allowed to play in the city of New York. So with that being said, I'm going to pass the floor over to D-Nice, and he is going to speak on Kyrie Irving and the news that has been unfolding and his point of view on that particular news. Well, nevertheless, man, I'm just going to be straightforward with you, you know, with the Kyrie situation. Um, I mean, about a couple weeks ago, uh, I want to say like last week or so, probably last week, um, that they have finally lift the lift the, the ban of um, far as for the city of New York to allow athletes to play that stays in the city of New York to play professional sports. Um, the mayor was saying that it was a big disadvantage on their part far as for um, for their teams that's from New York, and they were still allowing teams from other parts of the United States to come in, even if they was unvaccinated to play. Um, this is a big movement on that part for not only for Kyrie and the Brooklyn Nets, but other sports, um, the Giants, um, Jets, um, Knicks, um, and any other team that that had somebody that was, you know, say unvaccinated but not able to play. Um, I just really felt like for the stands of Kyrie, um, for my take, I really, I really admire the man for, you know, being who he is, being true to himself. Um, it's not a lot of people in this world that's not being true to themselves. Um, I just really feel like if you vaccinated or unvaccinated, um, as long as you're taking the right precautions to do what you have to do, um, wear your mask. If you're not, if you're not um, vaccinated, wear your mask daily. Um, protect the other people that you love. Um, make sure you're in small crowds. I mean, but anywhere it goes, that's the same thing that you're supposed to do when you're vaccinated. Um, I think that you, we, we kind of put the scrutiny with Kyrie because he was um, public showing that he was unvaccinated, which I have no issue with. I think that my issue with was some of the other players that was um, having false accusations saying that they was vaccinated when they wasn't, you know. And I'm not going to call any names or anything like that. I'm, we're not on this um, a, a, a blashing type of um podcast but nevertheless you know who you are you feel me and that was wrong if you if you unvaccinated just say you unvaccinated and keep it moving you know what i'm saying it's 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 not worth it so i salute Kyrie for just being speaking his truth um being true to himself and now he's going to be playing playing the last couple of home games and he's going to be playing in the playoffs so I just really feel like I wanted to give him his roses about it. You know, a lot of people would not agree with my stance. Um, 
and I'm okay with that, you know, but not everybody has to, you know, as long as you live your truth, you're fine with me, you know, I ain't got nothing to say wrong about the brother, you know what I'm saying? I wish they would never suspend him and he lost all that money, but he'll recuperate back up by in- endorsements and stuff like that. So that's just my take on it. But I just really feel like shout out to New York, New York City mayor uh, for signing, signing um, the documentation to lift that ban for athletes. You know what I'm saying? Um, I wish that we can try to come to a, bo- a, a point of, um doing this towards um like police fire firefighters um the everyday workers but let them have a choice if they don't want to be uh unvaccinated they want to they don't want to be vaccinated hey this is what you do you just got to wear your mask every day you don't need to go take a test and every week or so but just protect everybody wear a mask we was doing it before so why why do we have to change? So that's just my take on it. I feel you. And uh, like the New York City mayor said, uh, Mayor Adams was basically saying it was about putting New York City-based performance on a level playing field. So this is just wasn't uh, limited to NBA. It was for all the sports, you know, the right. NHL and the MLBs and different things like that. Um just kind of making sure that safety was the first priority and making sure that, you know, you did level that playing field to give New York City sports an equal opportunity to compete. Um, I do commend the mayor as well for lifting the band, allowing Kyrie to play. I know it's been tough for him. I know it's been tough for a lot of people in the city of New York. Uh, Not being able to see Brooklyn just be that team that we know that they can be. Uh, a lot of inconsistency, even with them swinging the trade to bring in Ben Simmons and Seth Curry and different things like that, uh, and then losing James Harden. So I'm pretty sure they're looking for Kyrie to be that staple to pretty much help them propel and get past uh, the next round because, you know, heartbreaker lost last year to the uh, Milwaukee Bucks. So, I'm pretty sure they're looking to get back and get their revenge and make it to the NBA Finals. But in order for them to do that, they got to have Kyrie on the floor. So I think him signing the documentation to lift the band is the um, a step in the right direction. I think it's, you know, something that allows Kyrie and allows Brooklyn to focus on basketball and not focusing on the different things that kind of um, – hanger or linger over the head. They can strictly focus on getting to become a playoff team, focus on striving in the playoffs and, you know, making that run toward the NBA finals. Now, um, I will say this in regards to your statement earlier. uh, Yes. You know, if people don't want to choose to get the vaccine, that's their, that's their choice. You know, I agree with that. However, I do still think that if people that, decide not to get the vaccine uh you know that's their choice then they still should be tested weekly you know that's their their choice not to get the vaccine but at the same time we still got to be safe because my thing is okay 
it's a thing of, okay, they choose not to get the vaccine. Okay, we're going to get them that. The next thing is, okay, they don't want to be tested. If it's a thing of they don't get tested, then at this point, it's just like it's a free for all. They don't got the vaccine. They don't, they're not being tested to keep other people safe. Then where's the line going to be drawn? So you choose not to get the vaccine, cool. You know, that's your choice. However, you're going to be subject to testing every week. That's just how I feel about it. I don't think it's a thing of they shouldn't be tested. I think they should be tested every week. That's just me. How you feel about that? I totally disagree. Uh, everybody, everybody has a truth. I mean, it's just like, for example, if you if you go to a doctor or you go to a healthcare profession, you know, not all your stuff is. Um, to the doctor is is always going to be out there in the open because the doctor is going to know everything about you, everything that's going on with you, even your um, medical conditions, anything like that. Um, that's just like when we first started this, um, the COVID situation. Um, before the vaccines even came back to a play, I just really felt like we social distance, we wore masks, numbers was going down. Um, I don't want to give this propaganda that everybody has to follow the rules or follow suit. Follow what your body says. I know that it, we're thinking about the mass majority of everything that's going on when it comes to um, COVID-19 and I don't you know we're we're a sports podcast so we don't we don't want to try to dwell on you know health and health and safety but at the same time understanding that at the end of the day you know your body than anybody else um some people are not able to take the vaccine should they take should they get tested weekly I don't think so because they're not able to and a lot, it's a lot more people like that too. So we can't, I know that we had to go through the mass majority of th- people um, to keep people safe, but then we have to realize those other numbers that not being spoke about um, the people that can't take the vaccine, the people that won't take the vaccine, the people that took the vaccine that passed away from it, you know, you know the people that, that took the vaccine and they're totally uh, safe from taking um, from from COVID. The people that's that's um, that took that took the vaccine and then you realize that you still caught COVID and you got off worse, or you didn't take the uh, you took the vaccine at first and then you caught COVID and then you had to wait ninety days. It's a lot of variables that comes into play. So. With my opinion about it, you know, first I'll check your body. Make sure that you know what you can take, what you can't take. Um, all vaccines are the same, but all bodies not. All right. Um, if you're gonna, it, I know that the the government made mandates for us for people to um, get tested weekly, but they do they do. Make sure you read up on it because they do have exemptions exemptions for it. So you, you just got to be careful out here. I'm not saying that we got to test weekly. I think that that's an over excessive. Um, 
because then they if you give them an inch, they'll take a mile. You know, they're gonna some people gonna be like, well, we, y'all got to get tested every three days, and they're gonna try to push the button, and so, you know, it's just like it's your body. Do how you you feel. But that's my take. Essentially, that's what you're doing by saying that you don't, you know, you don't have to get the vaccine and then you don't have to get tested. Basically, what you're saying is, okay, you chose not to get the vaccine. Okay, cool. You can just go out here and live your everyday life. Everybody that doesn't get the vaccine doesn't wear masks. At least my thing is, if a person decides that they're not going to get the vaccine, okay, cool. That's your choice. You don't want to get the vaccine. That's fine. However... Mm -hmm. You don't get the vaccine. You're still going to be subject to tests to make sure that you are healthy, to make sure that you don't have a virus that you can spread among the healthy. You see what I'm saying? Now, I'm going to give you, I'm I'm going to tell you something that is going to be, it's going to be kind of, it's going to rubber some feathers. First off, I don't think you should take it every week at least twice, uh, at least every other week, you know, they start off, you know, you don't want to kind of make people feel uncomfortable. Like, dang, you're trying to get us every week. So you can't, we have to take the vaccine, which is kind of like, that's, that's the path that they're going. But at the same time, it's a lot of people that have the vaccine that's still catching COVID and they're still out too. So I'm not going to be like, because you got you got the vaccine, yes, it protects you if it does protect you. But yes, if you do have the vaccine and it does protect you, does not mean that you go out and not wearing masks, not wearing this, because, oh, it protects you, but you're not protecting everybody else. So it's still back to square one. We're still back to it. I haven't seen a lot more people taking it that, that they're not having, haven't took the vaccine that's older because you know I work with the older population because they feel like their body won't take it, and they wear their mask, they do everything the right way, and they haven't got that um, COVID nineteen. So I understand both sides, and I see under I understand like where you're coming from, and I understand what people like me I that where I'm coming from. You get what I'm saying? Like it ain't, it's, it's not it's it's not a right or wrong way of thinking it. But I want to make sure that we put um, we put the emphasis on it's your choice. If it's your choice, like you said, hey, maybe every two weeks get tested or something like that. Just to, you know, what I'm saying for yourself, don't make it a mandate. Like, yeah, I want to make sure I'm I'm good because I mean, it's th- this this situation still out here. But you know, hey, it's gonna be a subject. And I wonder how they're going to handle the Kyrie situation with it, too. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, they might tell him that he has to go week by week with testing. And how does he feel about that? That could be a big, that could be a big subject coming down the road. But not to the team, when, you, when you're making when you're making certain millions of dollars, I mean, you probably wouldn't even care. You're like, hey, I'll just take the test. That don't mean I got to take the vaccine. But for the every everyday average Joe, that's a different situation because then nowadays the test is not technically free as it used to be. 
and it, you have to you find time to find the test. Now, granted, they did mail the um, free testing um, um, kit, so that's a plus. But just make sure that you're taking care of yourself. At the end of the day, when it comes to this COVID situation, this is far from over. Um, I think that if you're vaccinated, protect yourself, protect others, and making sure that you you know you do what you have to do, just like the unvaccinated. If you unvaccinated, hey, you do you have to do what you have to do. You have to do. I'm going to speak this, and I think that you'll understand. You'll understand me, and you'll feel me. You're double. You're double accountable for what you do. If you're unvaccinated, you have to take the double precaution to do what you have to do. If you're vaccinated, you still got to take the precaution. But if you are not vaccinated, you got to take the double precautions to make sure you wear your mask, make sure you clean. You wash your hands every time. Make sure you're not around people. If you're not going to be out here vaccinated, you shouldn't be out here going to different going to different clubs or going to events and stuff like that. And and just and just and be okay with that. Do you get what I'm saying? Be okay with not going out as much and, and protecting yourself and others. You know, we don't know that we we know the data, but it's more data to unravel. So just just be careful. What you think about what I said about that? Yeah, obviously you definitely gotta be careful. I mean, you gotta make sure that you're looking out for it, not only yourself, but looking out for others. Um I think it's like you said, you know, with it being your choice, you decide to make that choice of, okay, I know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna take the vaccine or I'm not gonna take the vaccine and then whatever choice I decide, I gotta make sure that I'm okay with that choice. And then I got to make sure that I take care of myself, take care of the ones around me, take care of the, you know, the coworkers around me, you know, my everyday living and different things like that. And I think just, you know, going back to Kyrie, I think that's something that he just had to just, you know, look into making sure that, okay, he knows that they have him there to win basketball games, but, you know, outside of playing basketball, I need to make sure that I'm doing all the correct things to make sure I don't affect my team or I don't get anybody around us sick. So that way, you know, when we do enter the playoffs and I am able to play in various games in various cities and be with the team and, you know, do team activities, um, I'm just making sure everybody around me is safe. So, um, you know, the band was just lifted. It'll be interesting to see how Kyrie performs now that he's able to play at home games. And I'm honestly, I'm looking forward to see how Brooklyn uh, closes out the season. Um, Transitioning on, and we're still in the East, you know, like I said, controversy. Uh, If you didn't see it, you know what I'm saying, go on YouTube, type in Jimmy Butler, Udonis Haslam, Eric Spolster, and just watch the clip. You know what I'm saying? Essentially, they were in a timeout. The Heat have been on a slump, uh, struggling, trying to, you know, find the niche, get their groove back before they enter the playoffs. Uh, first quarter timeout, Eric Spolster and Jimmy Butler gets into an argument. You know, 
Eris Poulter says, man, what, you want to fight me? You know what I'm saying? And you done done have some steps in, like, hey, you know, we're not against you. You know what I'm saying? Show the other team. Show them that you're the leader. You know what I'm saying? Show them that you're that guy. And obviously, I think Jimmy Butler must have taken offense to something that Udonis Haslam said, or I guess the tone of what he said. And essentially, Udonis Haslam and Jimmy Butler has words in the middle of a timeout, in the middle of a game. Then Eric Spolster had more to say. So Eric Spolster and Jimmy Butler gets back into it. Um, maybe like a two, three minute clip of just, you know, back and forth, arguing back and forth between Jimmy Butler, Eric Spolster. So my thing is, you know what I'm saying? How do you feel about the Miami Heat and the Udonis Haslam and Jimmy Butler situation? Or would you want me to speak on it first? Um, Let me uh, – I want you to speak on it first, and then I'm going to give you my take. Okay, cool. So I'll say this. Honestly – I see nothing wrong with it. You got to have some controversy here and there. Um, sometimes, you know, in the heat of the battle, brothers disagree. If you can't fight with your brother and then y'all make up, are y'all really brothers? If you can't hold your brother accountable and say some things that he might not like, and then at the end of the day, y'all still dap it up, shake it up, Y'all go about because y'all know y'all on the come and go. Are y'all really brothers? I mean, hey, it was it's basketball, man. People gonna disagree all the time. I mean, I'm pretty sure what we seen here in the public eye is probably worse than what happens in practice. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Michael Jordan punched one of his players in the face in practice. I seen the clip when uh Steve Blake was in college. They had an open practice. He got into a fist fight with his teammate in college. I mean, it happens. You know what I'm saying? Like, you ain't going to always agree. You ain't going to always, especially with that pressure building up, you know, things not going the way you want them to go. You're on like a three-game losing streak. Uh, You know what I'm saying? You're not playing your best ball. You have stepping. Some of the players on the team are struggling, not making shots. It's going to happen. You know what I'm saying? I even saw Dwayne Wade and Shaq, you know, speak on the situation. Dwayne Wade said, hey, I love it. He said he texts posters and said, hey, I see y'all getting ready for the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? I've been in that situation. I know what that means. Y'all are basically getting ready for the playoffs. Because when you are basically, you know, that fussing, fighting back and forth, when you have those type of moments, it brings you closer together. Because it's the culture. The Miami Heat has a culture of winning. They don't win every year, but they have a winning culture. And when you have that culture, things like that happen because there's a certain expectation and there's a certain level of play that you have. Shaq said the same thing. He said, you know, I won three straight. I had issues when I played for the Lakers. When I came over to the Miami Heat, you know what I'm saying, D-Wade got into it with some players. I didn't interject because I know we needed that. I know that was going to bring us closer. I knew that was going to bring us closer. So, you know, when it comes to controversy with teams like that, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? But I'll say this, you know, respect that you done as Haslam for stepping up for his coach. You know what I'm saying? 
He's not going to just let anybody talk to the coach any type of way. So I respect to Udonis Haslam. I know a lot of people make jokes about Udonis Haslam. Oh, uh, he's still in the league. Oh, uh, he's still getting paid. Man, he need to retire. What he, nah, re, Udonis Haslam is there for a reason. You know what I'm saying? He's on that team for a reason. He might not play as many games, but he's there for a reason. You know what I'm saying? He's that OG. He's that person that's going to bring it all together. He's going to make sure everybody's in line, especially being in Miami. He's going to make sure your mind right. You know what I'm saying? You can easily go down to Miami and lose your mind. It's, it's too many distractions. But you done in Haslam is that OG. Hey, come on. Let's get these extra shots up. Hey, man, go home, man. Don't worry about that club. Hey, man, come on, man. Let, let's go out to eat, man. Let's go to the golf course real quick. You know what I'm saying? Let, you don't got to go kick it, you know what I'm saying, on the beach, man. You don't got to go over here, go over there, man. That, you don't need that right now. Let, let's focus on the playoffs. And that's why I respect Udonis Haslam for doing what he did. So sometimes the message has to come out like it has to come out. So I love it. Hey, it is what it is. I like that situation. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to let you go ahead, and then I got something else I'm going to say afterwards. You feel me? In regards to that whole situation. So I'm going to let you go ahead and speak on it. And you said a lot. I mean, to be honest with you, you said everything that I needed to say, you know. Uh, I'm going to keep it plain and simple, man. Hey, Eric won championships. Jimmy Butler didn't. Eric Sposer, rings. Jimmy B, no rings. That's why Haslam just did what he did. I'm going to just be straight up with you. Like, shoot, I ain't seen this coach get us out of the situation before i've been i've been through the trenches with this coach and ever since then you know what i'm saying um it's a lost arc you know all these teams trying to win right now and stuff like that and miami kept the same coach um this is a this is a coach that's been there for some time right now even when he was with um if i'm not mistaken wasn't was he with um Shacking, shacking on Wade. I think he was like a video manager or something like that. But he was there. You feel me? He didn't have to be the coach, but he was there. He was he was with that winning culture. You feel what I'm saying? And just like you said about Haslam, man, it's a lot of distractions down there. And he knows this city because he's from that city. He knows about Miami. He knows about the very good part of Miami. He knows the bad part of Miami. So just having that type of player that knows the city, that doesn't mind um, taking everybody under his wing, to, you know what I'm saying, make sure everybody's straight, make sure they mind right. Whoever comes in, free agent, they can be they can be a free agent. I've I seen him and uh, LeBron um, and, and Bosch. And Ray and all them come down there, and and he was still there. You know what I'm saying? Birdman was there. I'm the old man. Birdman was a trip, boy. But when he got to Miami, his 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 mindset changed because he had people that didn't mind like working with him. You know what I'm saying? He was there. He was a, he was a part of the winning culture. So, Jimmy, I love you as a player. I love your toughness, man. But you was wrong in the matter, man. You know what I'm saying? You showing toughness to the wrong people. And that's what uh, Hassan was saying. Like you said, hey, man, 
show it to the other team. Show that you show that leadership to the other team what you're doing. Show it the right way. You saw PJ Tucker was just like, hey man, you need to chill out with all that. That's the reason why he came down there, PJ Tucker. He was already at a winning team. You feel me? And free agent came around. He didn't have to um he didn't have to leave. He left because of the culture, man. The Miami coach is different. You know, the workout is different, you know. And when you got somebody in the office that's you got a foundation, and that's what other teams trying to get. You know, the Lakers had a foundation at one point. You feel what I'm saying? Um, Boston had a, a foundation at one point. Those big name teams that really just, you know what I'm saying, the Golden States have a foundation now. You feel me? They have the same culture, the same, the same core, the same coach that you know what they what you're gonna expect. You get what I'm saying? So overall, my my take on it is that hey man, Jimmy B, man, just fall back a little bit. We don't need all that. We don't need all that Ruha. You feel me? That high air that we, you know what I'm saying, the old school call it, that high air. Just cool that thing down. You feel me? Hey, I feel you, bro. I feel you on that. And I'm going to say this, man, because I and we ain't going to dwell on it, man, because I ain't, this ain't even about that. We ain't, this ain't even about it, but fire Frank Vogel and give me Eric Spolster on the Lakers. Fire Frank Vogel and give me Eric Spolster on the Lakers. Hold up. Give him Hold a up. blank check. What, what, how much you need? Give him a blank check. Bring him to the Lakers. You know why? Eric Spolster ain't afraid to stand up and say what needs to be said. We need somebody on the Lakers that's going to tell people what needs to be said. If he was able to get into it with a a prime D-Wade, you feel me? He going to tell Bron, hey, Bron, this is what needs to go on. You feel me? Hey, AD, this is what needs to go on. Bring Eric Spolster to the Lakers. Hold up. I'm gonna tell you. Um, I'm telling you a story. I know we ain't gonna dwell on it. I remember Shaq was saying about Phil Jackson, and he told a story about how Phil Jackson told him to um, kind of like lay back a little bit, get you some rest, big fella, because we're gonna need you in the playoffs. And Shaq, being the dominant player that he is, he was like, "Nah, I don't need all that and stuff like that." But you want to know what? You want to know why? It was Phil Jackson. He said, hey, man, it's Phil Jackson. What you going to tell him, no? And then he going to be like, I ain't finna play you. You got them certain coaches that <laughs> they ain't finna play around with you. They not finna, they not finna give you no, no type of air. You know what I'm saying? They'll be, they'll ride with you. They'll ride with you, but they also put you in your place. You feel what I'm saying? Greg Pop is one of them. You feel me? Greg Pop, hey, Greg Pop, I ain't, I ain't going to say his last name how it's supposed to be. Greg will pop you. <laughs> like, literally, you feel me? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Phil Jackson. And then, like you said, shoot, I ain't going to lie. I'm on the boat with you. Give me an Eric. I, I ain't trying to see no man get fired, but at the same time, I think that um, Frank will find another job. I know that much. He'll find another job somewhere. For but 
but I really, I, I really feel you. I felt that passion when you said, you know, saying bring me Eric, but you know, Pat Riley ain't gonna let that go, man. What you man, doing? I know, man. Wishful thinking. Wish, man. you can wish, man. But I wish. Pat ain't gonna let that go like that, man. That's true. That's true. So, Anyways, man. Last topic of the day. You feel me? We're gonna talk about another controversial topic. The transfer reporter give it. And the transfer reporter take it away. Is give hey. it and take it away. Hey, hey, if you don't like the transfer reporter, I don't I think that it's only because you feel like it should be a vantage for you. Um the transfer portal has changed the game for a lot of athletes and coaches. I really feel like those those subpar teams that you back in the day you had your premier college teams that you had to go to in order to get recognition. You get what I'm saying? Uh-huh. You had the the Alabamas in the the Georgias, the Floridas, you feel me? Um that's going to take the Texas and the Texas AM. Let's go a little bit further west, the USC's, the UCLA's, the Oregon's. Um, and then if you go up top, you got the Penn State, the Ohio State. Um, man, you got the, the Michigan. You know what I'm saying? You got all these great teams in this, in this, like the Clemson's in this world. So you had all those teams way back in the day that was actually putting in those kind of numbers that when you play those smaller teams, you knew that they was going to be able to get beat because the the not only the the depth of the talent, but how premier the talent was. So at the end of the day, I'm just going to tell you like this. Now this transfer portal has put an even planning, playing field with those mid-major teams that's been looking to get a, a very good quarterback that, that wasn't that, – that, that wasn't playing at a, a premier school, they're going to the MAC, the WAC, you know what I'm saying, the SWAT, the MEAC. Um, they're going to the Mountain West, and they're putting in it's, it's like crazy numbers, and you got the NFL now has to like really just watch the NFL, the, the, the NBA, you feel me? They got to now look at these teams that that mid-majors. You get what I'm saying? The, the playing field was now they will beat you. They will take your money because it used to be a time like, oh, this is just a game. This a, is this a money game. So you was getting beat by 50-some points, but you was taking probably like 7,500 back. Or eighty five hundred bet, depending on where you're going in the west or the east or the south. Man, these teams coming up now and playing, and then you have some of these NFL coaches um, coaching some of these teams in the in the in the small market, in the mid market, in the small market, bro. It is it is insane, and a lot of people don't like it, especially the big teams. So I just I said like this, I love it. I I love it. It's taking it's taking away 
um, it's taking away all that uncertainty about you getting a scholarship somewhere that you have to go to this school in order to, um, to get to the NFL. You don't have to do that no more. You get what I'm saying? The game has changed. Now, one thing that I do not like that some players prematurely go and leave before they have to. And they go and transfer and they not develop. And then they struggle when they go to a mid-major school because they wasn't really mentally and physically for the, the game in general. And they needed that time to like develop. And if they would have stayed at the school that they was uh, actually uh, recruited from, it might be a bit school and got, got that feeling instead of just transfer after their freshman year or something like that, because they're not getting playing time. Then I really feel like they would, they, it will be bigger, the transfer portal. But it's the, it, it changed, it changed people's lives, man. And I just want to just get your take on it, how you feel about actually the transfer portal and do you think that they need to make any changes of it? Hey, man, I love it. At the end of the day, it's leveling the playing field among all teams. Now, the only thing I got against it is, like you say, you got those play, those uh, players that prematurely enter the transfer portal. You know, they go to school. They're not getting as much playing time as they thought they would. Oh, I'm going to the transfer portal. Now, at some point in time, you're going to have to land at a school where you're going to have to grind and earn your keep. You're going to earn your spot. But at the end of the day, hey, if I can get four or five stars and, you know, I can get three and four and five stars coming to the SWAC, you know what I'm saying, going to, like, you know, Mountain West schools, Big E schools, and, you know what I'm saying, those players that it didn't pan out over at uh, Florida State or, you know, Clemson, it didn't really pan out. I was there two years. I want to go somewhere where I'm able to showcase my talent. I decide I want to go from Clemson to South Carolina State. Or, you know what I'm saying, I decide I want to go from Auburn to Alabama A&M. I want to transfer from uh, Vanderbilt to Tennessee State. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, I'm all for it. Because the thing is, it's making competition among all of the conferences better. And when it comes to, you know, football, basketball, baseball, whatever it might be, I think competition needs to be better all around. You know what I'm saying? People complain about college football because, oh, it's the same teams. It's the same teams. But, you know what I'm saying? Hey, if you start spreading out the talent equally, then you might have more opportunities for other teams to be more successful. Look at college basketball. Just last year, we had a year where I think Duke and Kentucky did not make the NCAA tournament. Might be mistaken, but I know Kentucky didn't make it. And I want to say also Duke didn't make it as well. You see, it's that level of talent being, like, spread out. You know what I'm saying? You got four stars deciding they want to go to 
Illinois. You know what I'm saying? They want to go to Creighton. You know what I'm saying? They want to go to schools like DePaul. Even though they were getting those type of talents back in the day, we used to we were seeing like five stars, like five, six of them go to Kentucky and just play for Calipari. Now we're seeing they going to the Alabamas, the Mississippi States, the USC's, the UCLA's, you know what I'm saying? The Oregon's, Iowa's, Michigan. They want to go Providence, you know what I'm saying? They want to go to those schools where you know what I'm saying? They can go out there and they can they can shine. They can showcase their talent. They they trust the coach. They like the atmosphere of, of the campus. They like the culture of the university. Hey, so I, I'm all for it. Now, like I said, the only gripe I got against is you enter it prematurely. And then also, it's kind of affecting the high schoolers. We got a lot of high school talent that's not getting scholarships now. So now it's teaching the high school students as well as, you know what I'm saying, it's a gift and a curse. Yeah, it's limiting high schoolers from getting scholarships. But you know what it's doing now? It's making those high school coaches have to really work. Beforehand, oh, they if they if you can play, they'll come find you. That was, the, that was the mentality. Or oh, if you can play, they'll come find you. Now, high school coaches, high school administrators, you got to get your butt up out them seats now. Hey, get out there and sell your kids. Get out there and sell your athletes. Go out there and reach out to those coaches. You know what I'm saying? Coaching is a network. You can't just sit sit back with your hands, you know what I'm saying, twiddling your hands and now, oh, Little, little Johnny, he'll get a scholarship. You know what I'm saying? Little Mark, he'll get a scholarship. Somebody come. Nah, you got to get out there. And you got to advocate for your kids now. So although it's a gift, and although it's a gift and a curse with the high school, you know what I'm saying? Like some of them not getting scholarships. It's also exposing these high school coaches and administrators. So that's my take on it, man. You know, I love it, honestly. I feel like, you know, it's helping out. Now, I did see this. People complained about Alabama. Oh, Alabama just got the best running back, the best receiver, and the best corner out the transfer portal. Hey, like I just said, it give it and it take it away. It's all about where does that athlete want to go? The power is now in the athlete's hand. It's not in these coaches' hands. You know, these coaches were kind of like, oh, if you leave, then you never see the field. I'm going to call and make sure you don't see the field. No, sir. The power's in the athlete's hand. The athletes have a choice now. They have, they have, a, they have an initial choice to choose what school they want to go to, but now they have a choice that if they feel like the school that they're at is not going to be beneficial for their future, they can now leave and make the decision on their own. And I'm going to, I'm going to attest to that because I, I know that uh, me, me being the, um, used to be a coach in the high school level. Um, it was a lot of coaches that were saying that, you know, and recruiting is a, is a recruiting is a two-way street. Let me say it like this. And 
I think we got the platform to say this. I'm going to put a little controversy. And it's not only for high school, it's for college coaches too. Come watch these kids play basketball. Don't go around here and watching the video. Come see how they do sets. Come see how they screen, how they play defense, how they score. Um, Come see these kids play with a visual eye. Don't come because the majority of the time you see highlights. You see video. And we, we take the video and we run with it. Come see these kids. Um, I seen only probably a few coaches come in to watch um, the girls. And me being in girls basketball was a visual highlight of how hard they have it because they only have a few schools that really is a powerhouse. The rest of them, you know, they, they pick and, you know, you might have your, your teams there that, that always been good in girls basketball. That's one thing about girls basketball. They always going to have those, you know, those top country, top country um, teams by the universities and colleges. That's always had a basketball program. The issue is, is that, we need recruiters to come see these girls play. And then after you have seen, you need to have a connection. Like you said, have a connection with the, with the high school coach. If it's not the head coach, have an assistant coach that can have that, have that role of like bridging that gap. You get what I'm saying? And one thing I did was that I sent a lot of um, information to, to, um, different schools, um, mainly in the area of of in-state, not only in-state, but in the area of, of like, for example, I was coaching at Huntsville. I sent tape for UNA. I sent tape to A&M. Um, and then I will go, after I do those two schools, um, you got uh, Oakwood. That's another school. Um, but a lot of kids wanted to go D1. So I wanted to send at least those tapes to the D1 schools that's up here because you got to realize because it's not the Alabamas or Auburns not, does not mean that you can't get a D1 scholarship and play D1 ball and get uh, recognition. They say that right now. A lot of people think that because I got to go to the Alabamas, I got to go to the Auburns. No, you can go to, you can go to a Tennessee state that's in the Ohio Valley Conference and actually play D1 basketball with other um, other of your colleagues that play that, that's ranked. So I just tell people like this. Um, when it comes to these high school, when it comes to this transport portal, you have to do your job. If you are a college recruiter on basketball, football, baseball, soccer, it can be it, it can be bowling. Go out and do your job, and uh, and the head coach should allow these these recruiters to go to these schools, and 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 visually see what's going on. I would love to be a recruiter. You feel me, my bro? 
I would love to be a recruiter, man. And what I mean by that, man, I would love to like go to different areas within state because you got a lot of talent. And I'm going to just tell you something. And then, you know what I'm saying? I want your take on it. This is something personally what I thought that was upsetting to me. For the coaches that use the transfer portal too much, you have talent. Please utilize the talent that's inside of your areas, inside of your state, and try to recruit them. It's a lot of parents. It's a lot of students that's out here that say, hey, I thought that they would have recruited me. I am in state, and I'm near their, their school, and I haven't got a, a – um, I haven't even got a – interest at all no interest at all from them they haven't even came to no games or if they do come to the games they think that uh i'm not um accessible because i have my own thought process but you got a couple people that goes to your in your area um that wants to play for your school and you have to sometimes we have to let the pride go aside you get what i'm saying yeah, I feel you, bro. You know, what I'm saying? I don't want to call. I don't want to be controversial, and I don't want to say it and make people feel some type of way. You get what I'm saying? But at the same time, it's like I'm tired of it. You feel me? And we'll talk about it outside of the, you know, what I'm saying outside of the podcast. But it's some, it's some things that I really feel like they should do what they got to do. You feel me? Yeah, for sure, man. Uh, and like I said, that's my thing. Like. I said it earlier, give it and they take it away. So my biggest thing in closing out is I think you just got to utilize it, you know what I'm saying, to the best of your ability. Um, be wise in your decisions when it comes to getting talent out of it and be wise in your decisions from the athlete standpoint when you decide to enter it. So with that being said, we appreciate you all rocking with us for episode three season two stay tuned for more uh grind and shine coming soon be on the lookout for that but as for now we appreciate you all salute